My name is Paul Ryan and I am founder of gpconsult.co.uk. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I am passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. I enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. Now in this second podcast on rosacea, I'm going to talk about symptoms which include flushing and erythema. The erythema is often described as burning. I'm also going to discuss the history, so on what questions to ask the patients who present with, um, with, with a red spotty face. The third one is, the third learning outcome is aggravating factors. So what factors tend to make the rosacea worse? And finally, the medications that cause flushing. So, with regard to the symptoms of rosacea, first I'm going to discuss flushing. So, we know that the onset of rosacea is often preceded by a history of episodic flushing. And what is episodic flushing? These are episodes of redness of the skin combined with a sensation of warmth or burning of the face and neck. And less frequently, it also affects the upper trunk. Now, with the flushing attacks with rosacea, they tend to be of a transient nature versus flushing from the more protracted erythema of photosensitivity or contact allergic dermatitis. So the erythema is initially intermittent but can become more permanent. And just to remember, so the erythema with rosacea is often described as burning or stinging. So I always, I always say burning erythema in my own mind. The symptoms of, you know, of rosacea is flushing and burning erythema. So, and the patient will often give a history of skincare products irritating their skin. And also, you know, the symptoms becoming aggravated by using certain skin products. And if you want to delve uh, down into this a bit further, you'll see that there's a barrier dis- there is a barrier dysfunction of the patient's stratum corneum in those patients with rosacea, and that's what leads to the symptoms when they put on certain um, creams and and um, ointments. So the barrier dysfunction is due to a, a reduction in the very long chain fatty acids, which are important in barrier function of the skin. Because of this barrier dysfunction, the patient has skin dryness and sensitivity. So it is actually unclear whether this precedes the development of rosacea or whether it's actually a consequence of the inflammation. But regardless of which, the patient needs moisturizers and gentle cleansers. So next learning outcome to discuss is the history of a patient presenting with rosacea. So... I always like to break it up into the skin symptoms, number two, the psychosocial impact, number three, the family history of rosacea, and then finally then the previous treatments and response. So the first one, the skin treatments or skin symptoms, so number one, flushing, number two, burning or stinging erythema, number three, daily fluctuation, and number four, the triggers. So I suppose we'll just go into these triggers a bit bit more because these are very important. So anything that will make the face hot or flush will make rosacea worse. So I asked the patient, you know, does emotional stress make it worse? And what do I mean by emotional stress? So if a patient is 
you know, gets angry or if they're embarrassed, does that make the rosacea symptoms worse, the flushing worse? Um, you'll find some, uh, we, we have a, a teacher who, when she's giving a talk or giving, uh, when teaching students, her face becomes, you know, more hot and flushed during these times. So, uh, so basically, just always ask about, you know, does certain stress make it worse? Number two, whether it's worse than heat or cold. Number three, exercise. Exercise can make it can uh, make rosacea worse because it'll make the your face hot and flushed. Uh, hot caffeinated drinks such as tea or coffee, alcohol, excessive heat, direct sunshine or sunlight, and finally foods such as mustard or pepper, vinegar, pickles or spicy foods. For patients. There's a long list of these symptoms. These triggers can actually make the symptoms worse. But if a patient was to keep a diary, uh, it will help to identify certain triggers. So no, those are that was the skin symptoms. Um, so I spoke about flushing, burning or stinging erythema, daily fluctuation, and then finally the triggers. Next, I'm going to talk about the psychosocial impact in my history taking. So how does it affect your work? Such as I mentioned already with the teacher. Uh, does it affect your work, your exercise, your social activities and quality of life? So a lot of times patients will come in and, you know, that if they're at a wedding, for example, and they're conscious when they're getting their photo taken at a wedding, that if they're in, you know, the wedding, they're in a, a room, a confined room, lots of people, there's, there's heat there and there's um, uh, alcohol and uh, people may have taken alcohol. This will really drive the... Um, the, the redness in the face and that's why if you know when you ask the patient initially about the you know family history say anyone um in your family has got a do, do they have a red face you know so and it that leads me on to the to the next point family history of rosacea so you know does anyone in your family have a high or a red color on their face um or is there any sun damaged skin in older members of your, of your family so are they more sensitive to the sun uh, and then finally, then the previous treatments and response and what have they done for it before coming to see you. Now, the f last learning outcome I'm going to discuss is the medications that can actually cause flushing. So, first of all, all vasodilatators can cause flushing, such as, you know, for example, glycerol trinitrate uh, or sildenafil. Um, the next ones that can cause flushing are all calcium channel blockers. Um, Morphine and other opioids can cause it. Those are the third group. Nicotinic acid um, um, and also bromocryptine. Um, the last three to mention, tamoxifen, cyprotron acetate and gonadotrophin-releasing hormone analogues. These all can cause flushing. And just be mindful, always warn patients against using topical corticosteroids that really can uh, make things a lot worse. So that brings me to the end of um, today's podcast. Um, I hope you found it beneficial and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast. <laughs>